Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door and comes in with me, I will dine with them and them with me. Revelations 3.20. Good morning. My name is Marcus Dirsch, and I'm thankful to Beth and Randy to give me this opportunity to share my faith story, uh, a faith story about relationship. And Revelations 3.20 is a great verse about relationship. Jesus wants to come in and have a meal with us. And what a better way to grow a relationship, whether it's work or personal, than having a meal with somebody. Uh, but I didn't always understand what this relationship with Jesus really meant. I grew up in a Christian home, went to a Christian school, had a family that taught me how to pray. I read the Bible, knew Bible verses, but it was all up here. I had head knowledge about who Jesus was, what the Bible said. I knew how to act in a pure Christian but I didn't have that relationship with Jesus. I didn't even know what it meant. And it's been through multiple relationships uh, with different brothers, uh, different sisters in Christ that have really helped me understand uh, this verse. It's helped give this verse meaning, um, really helped me grow my relationship with Jesus. That first relationship as a gentleman named uh, Nathan Yarber. We've known each other since we were about five years old. Uh, swam together, played baseball together. He's actually been my catcher since I was nine years old. We played all the way through high school. and uh, It was in high school that he started inviting me to uh, his Bible study, and it was basically going to get me out of my comfort zone, so I kept saying no because that would have been a different church, a different group of friends that I didn't spend time with. He kept asking. He kept knocking, and I finally said yes. And I'm so glad I did because it showed me uh, the first evidence of what true Christian fellowship could look like. Yes, we got in the Bible together and had study, but we also just played cards. We watched TV. We talked. We spent time together. Uh, but we graduate. We move on. And uh, I was struggling to find Christian fellowship, finding uh, true friends in college. And some of my friends started inviting me to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I started saying no again, but this time not because it would be out of my comfort zone, but more because I didn't think I was good enough. I was on the club baseball team, and to have Division I athletes uh, who were on TV, who were in the paper, who you see all the time, I didn't think they'd want me there. But my friends kept asking, and I finally said, okay, I'll go. And again, I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad they kept knocking because that experience, again, just provided uh, Christian fellowship. It provided accountability for me not to fall into the snares uh, that happened whenever I got away from that. Um, in both of these instances, this fellowship uh, protected me from going out and uh, being swayed. Uh, my head knowledge was still able to get me through, however. Um, I knew how to act Christian. I knew how to answer questions in these Bible studies. Um, but I did learn about leadership, and I met uh, my beautiful wife, uh, Kristen, at FCA. And uh, they were great experiences, but I graduated again and went to grad school. And I fell away from Christian fellowship again. I was still going to church, but it was more to check a box. It wasn't really to build relationships. It wasn't really to get to know people. And I developed poor habits. Um, I started drinking a little bit more, going out at night with one of my roommates who uh, was not a Christian, and just basically started spending a lot more time by myself because I wasn't happy with that type of lifestyle. Uh, I also realized Kristen had graduated and moved away to St. Louis, three hours away, 
and I realized I'd been putting too much emphasis on that relationship to bring me joy as opposed to a relationship with Jesus, which again, I still had no idea what that truly meant. I thought it was just one of those things that Christians said. So Kristen, we're talking on the phone. She says, hey, I can't be everything for you. I can't bring you your joy. I need you to basically find a friend. I need you to find somebody who can love on you, and I'll pray for that. We can pray together. And I'm so glad she did because that prayer was answered in the form of a gentleman named Riley Edwards. And um, the relationship with him has just meant so much. It's helped me to grow so much and build a relationship with Jesus that is uh, so true. And um, the biggest thing about Riley is whenever he approached me, there were no expectations. He just basically uh, took me as I was. And he's been intentional over the past about eight years of our relationship, intentional all the time. And he was intentional from the start because we were traveling to a conference together and he arranged without me knowing that we were gonna be the two basically in a room together. And being in a room together, we started talking and we talked for about five hours straight, talked about life, talked about where we grew up, uh, talked about our parents, talked about our churches, just talked about this and that, whether it was the weather, the news, the sports, we just talked about life. When we got back to Champaign, uh, we started uh, playing racquetball about once a week. Again, mostly surfacey conversations, but Riley was intentional, and he could tell that there was a little bit of brokenness in me. He knew that I was hurting. He let me know that he loved me and that he'd be praying for me and asked me if I wanted to get together to talk, uh, to study the Word together. I said yes, and it was in these times that we were studying together that he would ask me that, that question, do I have a relationship with Jesus? And I could give him the Bible study answers, but I didn't understand what he meant. I knew what a relationship with Kristen meant, but I didn't understand what a relationship with Jesus meant. And if I take a step back, I can realize now that I was just truly broken. I had grown up in a world around sports. I had grown up in a world uh, that taught me not to show emotion, not to let the other team think that they had the upper hand on me, that if I gave up uh, a couple runs, don't let the other team know. I'm not supposed to show emotion to other men. I'm, I can't open up to my uh, girlfriend at the time and really tell her what's going on. I'm supposed to be stoic. So I was broken, and if I can't have a relationship with, a true relationship with her, if I can't have a relationship with Riley, how can I have a relationship with Jesus? So he said he'd be praying for me, and I didn't know it, but he, of course, had tons of other people praying for me, and their prayers were answered. Because one Saturday morning, I was reading a book called The Beautiful Outlaw uh, by John Eldridge, and it's a story about Jesus' personality. It's pulling scripture references that really illuminate Jesus' character. Uh, some of the highlights were talking about Jesus' playfulness, how he could be a jokester, how he had so much joy. And as anybody who knows me, I love being joyful. I love letting my daughters just run around and jump around and seeing them grow and be joyful. But it also hit on uh, Jesus' sorrow, Jesus' anger, Jesus' frustration. And so Jesus was a full person who has all the same emotions that I did. And I could finally see that Jesus was a man that I could have a relationship with. Things didn't immediately change. Riley and I have continued to have relationship um, over these past eight years. We've lived life together. We've gone to concerts together. Uh, we've gone camping together. We've gone to 
Uh, we've gone and had uh, Bible studies on top of mountains in forests. We've played golf in the rain together. It's just been an absolutely amazing uh, uh, brotherhood. We've continued to play racquetball together. And in all this time, we've been able to build, uh, build into each other. And he's been able to build into me, which has strengthened our relationship. It's strengthened our relationships with our wives and now with our kids. And we pray for each other when times get tough. And just living life together has been just such a blessing to be around him. And these relationships have helped really strengthen and better understand what a relationship with Jesus really looks like because we can live it out day by day. And the number one thing that I, I really appreciate about him is that he's never hesitated to speak the truth into my life, even when it was hard, even when he was willing uh, to lose his friendship. And it's that boldness, it's that honesty that's truly helped Kristen and I grow. It's really helped me become a better man and know who Jesus is, because Jesus won't hold back the truth either. So now, I, as I, I've continued to grow, I want to be able to build into others. I want to be able to love on others and live life with others. And so whether that's living life with my wife, with my daughters, or with the people that I get to work with, my spheres of influence, that's, uh, that's my goal, that's my prayer, to take that intentionality and to take that boldness to help them understand what a true relationship can look like so that they can understand what Jesus' intentions really are. And I'm so thankful for the promise that Paul refers to in Philippians 1.6, that I am very confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will continue it on until the day of Christ Jesus. Because Jesus has been very faithful. He's been able to love on me throughout my entire life, and I know he'll continue to be faithful in my life and all of our lives whenever we're ready to open that door and let him in. So...